Our final three exit interviews for Amazing Race 32 is sponsored by our friends over at rockauto.com. You know, chain stores, they've got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. That's reliably low. RockAuto.com, they've always got the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. That's why RockAuto.com is for everybody. It doesn't require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from Engine control modules, check. Brake parts, check. Tail lamps, check. Motor oil, check. Even new carpet, check. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, if I may say so myself. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or your truck write rob as a podcast in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here. We are ready for our amazing race of finale interviews. We are going to be speaking with the winners, Will and James, the second place of, or runners-up, Hung and Chi, and then we'll talk to our third place team, Riley and Madison, and here to uh, help me talk to all the teams, our chief amazing race correspondent, Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you? I'm so excited to talk to these teams, Rob. There's so many things. I think last night in our recap, we were talking about all of the different things we wanted to ask, big and small, and really excited to have a chance to finally talk it all out with them. Okay. Of course, last night we got together with Mike Bloom for the live finale recap. That is up at robhasawebsite.com. And of course, this weekend, we'll be back together one more time to talk Amazing Race 32 on our Tar Pits episode where we will take your feedback, send your questions in for us, Amazing Race at robhasawebsite.com. Uh, very excited. We have the winners of the Amazing Race 32 joining us. Uh, let's go ahead and patch them in. Will and James, you're, you're here with uh, Rob and Jessica. Congratulations on the big win. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> it's so great to finally talk with y'all. We've been listening all season long, and we, we really love y'all. Yes. Well, congratulations. Uh, very nice to see like all of this dedication to the amazing race finally pay off with the uh, big win. Really uh, incredible. Just uh, how, how are you two feeling today? Like a huge weight has been lifted <laughs> off of our shoulders. It's been 745 days <laughs> since the finale. And so being able to share with our family and all of our friends has been fantastic. Well, that's it's so you, you've been keeping track, obviously. I mean, I guess the million dollar check is still floating out there until the episode airs, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Is the wedding waiting for now? The, the show has aired and is the wedding coming soon? 
So we were supposed to get married in October and because of COVID, we had to push it back. And honestly, it was a blessing in disguise because now everyone who's been invited has seen the significance of why we're getting married in New Orleans. That's where we're getting married. Oh. So now they get why. Because oh. we had a lot, a lot of our friends and family were like, why New Orleans? That seems so random. And we would have to like pull out some excuse or why, but now everyone understands. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, so Will, did you come close to proposing at any other point in the race? Uh, did you have in your mind that you were going to propose at some point? Yeah, there were two times that I would have proposed. And it was when we got eliminated, which continued to not happen. And then <laughs> it would have been in a country that we had been to before, which was the Philippines. But as we all saw, that leg was a little bit stressful and it definitely didn't feel like the right time. And <laughs> so when we made the final three, I was like, regardless of what place we come in, like, I know this is James's dream. And so we'll be happy with first, second or third and just put the cherry on top and propose and start the next chapter of our lives. How did you go about hiding the ring the whole time? Was that sort of like a, like a stressful thing of like, okay, oh, what, what if James finds the ring? There was a lot going on with that ring. It was moving from place to place in my backpack. Every time we would stop for a hotel stay, um, I had to make sure it didn't fall out when we were washing clothes. And I would never let James have the fanny pack because I would put it in there sometimes just in case, you know, something happened. And I was so, so upset I never got to wear the fanny pack. And now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let you keep the fanny pack, did they? No, no. unfortunately not. I wish we would have or had it. Yeah. Okay, so we saw a lot of crazy things you guys did to prepare for the race. And I, I'm wondering, what was the thing you did that paid off the most? It, was it the bottles or were there other things that you did as you were gearing up to be on the race? I, I don't know. I'm, I wonder if we'll have the same answer on this. But for me, I would say the biggest thing was rewatching the season. We, we were able to take notes. We studied different teams. We picked up on different strategies that teams either were or weren't successful with. And I think that's ultimately what helped us. And then, of course, just being a longtime fan of the show, we really wanted to maximize every opportunity or every advantage because they're there for a reason. Yeah. So I think because of our knowledge of the show, it gave us that, that layer of confidence we needed to continue performing. Yeah. And I think when you watch and you go through each roadblock, each detour, and you talk through the entire process and be like, okay, what would be a good strategy or who would do this? Who would be bad at this? Um, it helps you with your communication. And I think for us, we communicated really well when we did challenges and when we talked through who was doing what roadblock. And so having that level of confidence in our communication skills, especially around the amazing race was super helpful. I want to talk about the alliance a little bit because it certainly was polarizing over the course of the season and you two had a big part in putting it all together and obviously you got to the end and you won. So how do you feel like the alliance uh, really helped the two of you specifically in this game? You know, I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of different layers to that. I think the big thing is with yield being back this season, it definitely helps us not getting yield yielded by any members of the alliance, but also people not in the alliance, right? Same goes for the U-term. And I think because we were able to form those strong bonds, no one really saw Will and I as a threat. We were the first team to get three wins on the season. Mm -hmm. And even after that, people were still talking about Hung and Chi as being top contenders, which they were, but it also took the attention off Will and James. Yep. And we had used a U-turn by that point. We had gotten three first places. 
So I think because of the alliances and those social relationships we were able to build, no one ever looked at us in a way of like, oh, Will and James are threatening our race. Yeah. Yeah. So there was kind of an alliance within the larger alliance. And I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about what was the logic behind that? And why was there such a huge target on Gary and D'Angelo when it got down to the final five? Um, To be honest, the mind five was only supposed to be in short term. But then when you have um, D'Angelo, who is, you know, pretty hot and cold, telling you, hey, let's work together again, you don't tell him no. Like, you don't tell D'Angelo and Gary that you don't want to work together as the race goes on. And so eventually it just kept continuing without us being, like, you know, wanting it to. But it obviously worked out. The three-team alliance was very early on. I think in, like, two, we had a conversation with the Beard Bros and said, you know, let's do this. We're super competitive. Y'all are super competitive. We all just want to make the final leg. Like whatever y'all need, whatever we can do to help, like let's do it. And so our focus was always on the three team alliance. And then it kind of to give a little bit of like substance to what we what we're referring to. So we we watched season twenty one before we went back before we went on the race, right? So we saw how successful Twinnies, Trey and Lexi and Chippendales were. Mm -hmm. They worked really well together. They had great strategy together. Unfortunately, they weren't able to make the final three, but they were able to make top four. And when we saw how successful and how close they were to making that a reality, we figured, let's go into season 32. Let's find two other teams who have a similar mentality and approach the races we do, which is to compete hard and have fun while doing it. And that's why we naturally gravitated towards the beards and hung and she. And then when we were in Paris and the train station going to Berlin, we finally had a moment for all three of us to look at each other and say, are we doing this? Like, are we going to go to the top three together? And we solidified yeah, this is a three core alliance. Let's do it. Let's take it all the way. And I think that's the same leg, Berlin, when the shift started to happen and all eyes were on Gary and D'Angelo, not only because of the sauerkraut situation, but, you know, Hung and Chi were feeling like they weren't really contributing a lot to the alliance at this point. And then all the way up to the very end, it just kind of been more like they are our target. Yeah. And I also think in Manila, when we were at the the final challenge, it was never like we want, you know, we're just trying to target them. It was more so like, okay, we can all work together and get us to the final three. Um, (laughs) So like, why not, you know, help each other because we were all struggling so hard at the band challenge. So on the mat, you two talked about how all the teams from the season were going to be coming to your wedding from the race. And that was a long time ago. Is is that still the case? Are all the teams still invited and in coming to the wedding? 100%. I think really? A lot of people, yes. Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize is our cast was close the moment we all met each other and throughout the entire season. Even Nate and Cody? Because... Oh my gosh, yes. We love love Nathan Nathan and Cody. Cody. They are the life of the party. And like, truth be told, y'all, D'Angelo cried when we got engaged at the finish line. And I know he tries (laughs) to have this act on Twitter and he wants to keep dragging all of us. No, he cares. He really does. And he is definitely invited too. So we love this group. It's an incredible cast. Everyone showed up to compete, which I think is what made it so fun. And... I don't know. We just all really hit it off. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I think, like, game respects game. We were all there to compete. And, like, 
it's a competition. You just kind of let the game stay in the game. And because we've had these two years, we've all had long conversations. We've had two reunions with everybody. And so we've gotten close on a personal level outside of just being competitors. So I had one question about um, specifically about the final leg that I wanted to touch on. Um, And I think you guys know where I'm going to go with this. I'm sure I want to talk a little bit about the king cake roadblock. Um, What was the rationale (laughs) in having having will take that? And um, what was the what was the problem with the beignets? Well, I I think (laughs) I think going into a finale leg, you assume that there will be like a memory task. Right. So. The first roadblock, we always said Will was going to do it because I felt a little bit more confident about, you know, our entire journey on the race and whatever that memory challenge would have been, I felt like I could do it. But when we also read the hints that came with the roadblock about the baby and we were in New Orleans of all places, Will knew immediately that it was king cake. I kid you not, ever since we started dating, Will has made a king cake every year for Mardi Gras. So he like loves that. He loves cake. Yep. So it was a no-brainer that he was taking on the king cake. <laughs> yeah. I've had king cake every year of my life since I was born. Like, it's just part of our culture in Southeast Texas. And the second that I saw a baby, I was like, oh, this is literally made for me. Like, this is my, <laughs> this is my challenge. And I think, you, like, if you don't push on the cake and you just kind of, like, grab it, that baby is going to fall through your fingers. And so I literally used my entire hands to just press on every piece of that cake and I found it very quick. And the entire time I'm sitting out in the courtyard and I'm I'm literally looking at Will like he looks ridiculous. What is he doing? But he knew exactly what he was doing and his strategy on how to find that baby worked. But the downfall <laughs> was my hands would get super dirty and so I would lick my hands mm. from all this icing and cake. Mm. And then I had like honestly probably eaten at least four or five pieces of cake at that point. And then they're like, oh now eat, you know, a half a dozen <laughs> beignets. And I'm like I, I literally don't think I can. <laughs> That's I mean, that was uh, what it seemed like the most like nerve wracking moment of the entire final leg was, are you two going to be able to eat six beignets? <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, you know, that that moment, though, a lot of our friends and family were texting us during that being like, this is such a Will and James moment. Like the way you guys are bickering like this and like making fun of each other. Well, more so me just giving Will a hard time because when we're at home, he can devour a full pizza to himself, but he couldn't even eat a, a beignet. It was just so funny to me. A powdered sugar donut. <laughs> but y'all, that, the amount of powdered sugar on those things, like it just starts sticking to your mouth. And like it's super hard to swallow. But hey, I'll take I'll take this as an eating challenge any day over anything gross that we could have <laughs> potentially had happen on the race. Yeah, it's true. They've really moved away from the gross eating challenges in recent times. Yeah, uh, but even then, a few people were tweeting us being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gagging just watching this." <laughs> but it did stay down, didn't it? You you kept it 100. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I At one point, I asked the baker, I was like, can you bring me a trash can? And he brought me a trash can and a bottle of water. And I like chugged the water and literally had to sit down for like I was, five minutes. And I was worried it went it when I jumped off the bridge. Like that was so anything could have happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you'd eaten four donuts by that time. <laughs> And have the two of you driven a car with a manual transmission since the, your time on the race? We have not. <laughs> nope, we have not. But, you know, 
We did. We did take a lot of lessons before we left. We, that was one of our things with our preparation for the race. And we just happened to practice on a very old school, like European, like 1970s car that when you switch, when you switch gears, like you can feel it, like there's a little bit of a rhythm to it. Right. When we get to Paris and it's a 2008 brand new Volkswagen, it just had a completely different feel to it than what we had trained on. Yeah. Um, Cause it's really hard to find six shifts unless you know someone who has it in America. Like yeah. It just was so hard. So we just got lucky with the class, but it also worked against us. Yeah. Okay. Well, Congratulations again uh, to the two of you on an amazing win and the proposal and uh, really uh, a storybook amazing race run for the two of you. Uh, really uh, almost flawless. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Mine is some beignets and volquettes <laughs> in Paris. Uh, where was that? Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, it was, it was fantastic. And um thank you very very much okay well congratulations again all the best and uh, i know you have to run but thank you so much for uh, spending some time to talk with us about your win today always we look forward to hopefully doing a deep dive with y'all about the entire season okay all right well thank thank you so much happy holidays okay you too okay bye all right jess there you go the winners of the amazing race and i'm so excited for them yeah nice story yeah, they're just they're they're great guys that had a great time. I mean, if the worst thing that happens to you is you have to eat a lot of sugar, that's a pretty good time. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say this uh, to them, but like this is like my dream of like, OK, well, Rob, you're going to have to binge eat like, OK, fine. I'll I'll take this one for the team. Uh, I'll go I'll go for it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is one reason that you and I would make bad partners because we'd be fighting over who got to eat the large amount of food my whole life. I'm like, uh, like, I gotta not I gotta not binge eat. I gotta not binge eat. And that's uh, like, all right, well, now like there's no guilt associated with this because now I can just I, I had to do it was the challenge. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you can't not. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Jess, are you ready to talk to our second place team, Hung and Chi? I would, I'm, I'm going to dive into this like I would dive into five pounds five of pizza. Five pounds of pizza. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, we have Hung and Chi on the line. Let's go ahead and patch them in. Hung and Chi, uh, good morning. Good morning to you. Yes. yes. So yes. excited to talk to you. Yes, yeah, this is this is how excited we are to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. That's it's us. So we're so used we're so used to listening to your voices uh you know through the podcast. Did you hear what he did? No. He played me. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hey Rob. Yes. What, what do we have to do to get a bell ring? Oh yeah. Oh, that was that was like my year. Yes, you got it. There you go, Hong. Yeah, uh, we are very excited to talk to the two of you that you were so fun to watch that I think you're such an interesting couple because that, you know, uh, you talked about it on the show where Chi is just so even keeled all the time. And then, Hung, you have the highs and the lows. And uh, it's just a a very entertaining uh, pair to watch on television. Yeah, and that was part of our audition video, in fact, you know, just highlighting the the complimentary skill sets and personalities that we had so first off uh congratulations on a uh very well run race sorry that it came up uh just short uh do you know how far behind uh, will and james you ended up being not exactly but i estimate maybe a little over an hour that we were behind so it it wasn't close 
that yeah. baby just killed me. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a point um, where you realized that you needed to just kick back and enjoy the rest of the leg, or were you kind of going full throttle the whole the whole time? For the final leg, we were both going full throttle because there was a part of me that was thinking, okay, if this next task is like super impossible, like harder than the flags in the Philippines, then maybe we can catch up. Uh, it was actually in India where I actually had thoughts of, man, this might be our last leg because we had to switch detours. Uh, and so as we were delivering food around Hyderabad, like I was just trying to be more in the moment and, and present and, and enjoy uh, everything that we were doing. So going back to the uh, king cake challenge, can you just uh, talk us through where you went through everything once and then that one little uh, plastic baby was just hanging out on the edge of the table? Yeah, it was it was frustrating, especially, you know, knowing Will had left like so long ago. Um, I mean, Hung actually uh, was able to predict exactly what would happen because she saw the baby well before I did. And uh, I'll, I'll let you tell it and what's you know, going on through your head. So the, butt was, the, the baby was hanging out, just, you know, butt up, mocking him and me. <laughs> and um, so when I, when I saw it, I whispered it to Riley, and uh, the crew actually took us out of the, the bakery and interviewed us because they heard me say that. And uh, they asked me, you know, what was my, you know, mental state. And uh, I said that I just needed to, A, reserve energy um, because of what could come. And B, I knew he'd eventually find it. I knew he wouldn't find it right away because he's very focused. And as he's looking for the cakes, he's just looking for the baby on the piece of cardboard. And at some point, his workstation would get really messy. And at that point, it's when he'd start cleaning up his workstation. And when he did that, two things could happen. One, he would accidentally flick the baby off and then we're, we're toast. Or B, he'd just find the baby as he's cleaning up. Um, and so I just needed to, to be patient because he, he's going to get there. And that's exactly what happened. He, you know, in a little bit found it. As he's cleaning, flicking with his hands like he is wont to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, you didn't get the telepathic message from Hung that she was trying to send you? No, unfortunately. I know she tried her hardest, but uh, yeah, the, the tele- telepathy was not happening that day. We need to work on that. that. That's one thing we did not work on in preparation for the race. Chi, <laughs> uh, did you need to take 90 seconds after that challenge? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I took my more than my fair share of 90 seconds and... Um, I've since made my peace with it, and I have had king cake a few times since the race, in fact. Uh, could you tell us, uh, how did you two get involved with the amazing race? That I, I know you talked about that uh, it's a uh, family uh, show for you and the kids. That uh, How did you end up uh, being a part of this season? Um, so I started watching it in 2001 when it debuted in co- when I was in college. And I always wanted to be on the show. It was always one of these like bucket list things that I talked about, but never thought it would actually happen. And then when you know um, I started dating Chi, we watched it together. And um, I remember at one night when we were struggling with a colicky baby, and we were just at with them. We for some reason decided that you know we were gonna audition for it now it came now full circle with uh, it was a baby that ultimately was in the final leg of your race that is funny yeah um and hopefully so the baby wasn't butt up <laughs> but probably, probably was. Was. that's usually how how, how they're so, positioned there. um and so we um auditioned like four or five times and finally got a call back um uh, in um 
2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah, early 18. Yeah, because yeah, we we auditioned since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that 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 was it, and here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what did you do in the run up to um, being on the show? As far as like preparation, is there anything that you knew that you learned how to do, or any strategies that you talked out? Oh yeah, um, you know, Hong being the the planner and preparer that she is. Um, you know, we had a big old Google Doc going. I learned how to drive stick shift. Uh, she learned how to swim. Um, I got in shape, but she's usually athletic anyways and fit. But I am sedentary and I don't do <laughs> much at all. And it's funny because um, our friends were suspicious about why I was getting in shape and why I was asking about different, like, you know, like workout things. Um, but they thought it was like a new lease and I was turning over and I was now going to be a, a health nut, but like I ran and nobody was chasing me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned how to tie knots. Um, we, you know, we researched how to throw, um, cornhole bags so that we could be great cornhole throwers just in case. We basically did a massive spreadsheet where we listed every single challenge that had ever been done on race. And then we grouped them based on frequency of appearance. And then, you know, from there prioritized because we're parents who work full time, we didn't have like unlimited time. So we prioritized the the, the skills that we thought we needed more than others and just practiced, you know, and just played. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I know that uh, Will and James's preparation came up a lot during the course of the Amazing Race. I had no idea that you two uh, were that studious. We tried to be. Yeah. Oh, so one, one great one is we know how to uh, herd um, poultry, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we know how to climb uh, rope ladders. It, it's not, you know, what a normal city person would think. Um, we, what other interesting things? Oh, man. Oh, we know how to build a raft? Yes, yes. Oh, I know how to run properly. That was a big one, right? (laughs) Okay, well, maybe this is a a deep dive that we need to do at some point in the off-season of uh, all of your takeaways from the Google Doc. Be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the Alliance and uh, how much it helped you get to where you were in uh, the final leg of The Amazing Race? Yeah, I I think it helped us just uh, get some extra cushion. Like, Hung and I have gone through leg by leg, and we feel like the outcome of the race maybe wouldn't have been that different without the alliance, but having that alliance in place just helps uh, give us some cushion to ensure that it would happen. Like, a lot of teams, like, self-eliminated, self-eliminated themselves, um, like Michelle and Vic in Paris, or Leo and Alana in Kazakhstan with the Spears. Um, but it was, it was just good... I don't know. Comforting I, to have that in yeah, our pocket. I, I think that the biggest benefit for me personally about the Lions was um, how I experienced the race um, and the um, emotional sim- support and camaraderie of it. Um, because I can imagine on Survivor, it would be a very, very lonely, paranoid experience because you really can't trust anybody, you know, other than yourself. But with the way that the race unfolded for us, the experience was, um, it was just more, there was more togetherness and yeah. there was just more emotional comfort and mm-hmm. psychological safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the biggest benefit mm-hmm. for all of us. Yeah. So I, I really have to know, and we've been talking about it all season, as I'm sure you're aware Gee, you got to tell us the story of why and how you ate the five pounds of pizza. 
and also more about the thing that you tweeted about hung and the oysters. <laughs> well, um, so there's this pizza joint uh, near the near near college. This is back in my college days. Uh, they serve the world's largest delivered pizza. It's 28 inches in diameter, and the only reason it's not bigger is because otherwise it couldn't fit through a door doorway. Um, and so they have this ongoing challenge called the Pointer Saurus Challenge. That's the name of the pizza, the Pointer Saurus, um, and it's 10 pounds of pizza. And the deal is two people have one hour to eat a Pointosaurus pizza. Uh, and, and, oh, you have to get two meat toppings on it, too. Um, and so I actually tried it my junior year with a, a buddy of mine who was a vegetarian. And he said, hey, for 500 bucks, like, I, I can go, like, I can eat meat and be fine. That was stupid. And we failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Uh, senior year, there's another guy that... Um, uh, was a massive eater like I was, and so we thought, you know what, let's let's give this a try. And so, the morning of the competition, we like uh, starved ourselves. We worked out all day, and then you know when the the competition started, um, you know the first half hour the pizza was delicious. We were doing great. So the last half hour was miserable and painful, um, but we persevered and kept the food down and uh i had i saw the last bite in the last minute and we won (laughs) wow yeah that's how i knew (laughs) that when you had to eat six beignets that was going to be no problem you looked uh so serious the two of you oh yeah we even broke the pieces of beignet apart into smaller pieces uh and hung uh, affectionately called it pre-chewing um and uh i think that helped us in a little bit of time that's what we we also looked into competitive eating skills as part of the the race prep too. Like how, how do we you know you know eat the most at the fastest rate? Pre chewing was one of it. Our Joey Chestnut inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> that has to be disappointed that that never really came up. I know that would have been cool, but. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we saw it two different times in this season where you two switched uh, which side of the detour that you were doing. Nobody else ended up doing that. Was that something that you also talked through about, okay, uh, if we're not feeling a detour, let's not be afraid to switch it up? Yes, that was something we, we talked through specifically. And the key is if we don't feel like we're improving or improving fast enough, that's when we just cut bait. We actually switched three times, twice in India. Um, But, you know, we talked about it before and we said that we would just be decisive and then just go do it and just commit to it. And, you know, we'd we'd be fine. Yeah. We probably did it prematurely in Paraguay. I probably should have just tried harder to with the bottle. bottle. You should have practiced that one like Will and James. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They, They definitely prepared well, that's for sure. What's next for the two of you after the amazing race? Uh, What's going on in real life? I think we've kind of just gone back to normal in many ways, you know, helping the kids through virtual school, um, you know, doing the job thing. um, And that's about it. I think the one thing that we have taken away from the race and have done differently in the past two years is to be more in the moment with, with life, with each other, with the, you know, family, with the kids and try to, you know, find more joy and give more kindness around. And, you know, it's something we just try to do a little bit every day. And I, and I think that we're happier for it actually. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a big plan and we're not launching anything like, you know, huge or ginormous. Yeah. That's, that's the answer you're looking for. Hmm. 
Okay, well, it's so nice to hear from the two of you that we really enjoyed watching you two run the amazing race. And hopefully uh, we'll get to hear more from you both in the future. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Rob and Jessica. We're huge fans of your podcast. So really, really enjoyed talking to you guys live. Yes. Yes, oh, well, we're I huge fans uh, of you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hung and Chi, uh, take care. All the best, okay? You too. Okay. Happy holidays. Okay, Bye. happy holidays. You too. Bye. Jess, there, there you go. We, we, we know it all. Five pounds of pizza. That was the question that I've had from day one of this whole Amazing Race experience, and now, now we have it. What was it called? A pointer pizza? Yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need G to tweet out the link to the pizza place now. <laughs> yeah. Pointersaurus. That's what a it was pointersaurus. called. Pointersaurus. Yeah, I don't know. Was it is it like pointer pizza? Is that is that what it is? I don't really get the if there's a pun there. I'll, I'll tell you what, Rob, I'll Google it. I'll 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 let you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me know. Like Saurus, I guess, like a giant is a giant, but I don't, I don't know the pointer. Uh, maybe we'll uh, find that out. All right. Before we get to talking to Riley and Madison, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor. Those are our friends over at Springtime Supplements. And of course, that everybody loves their dog. Dogs are more than just our pets. They're part of our family. Their bodies can age too, and their day-to-day diet could use some help. Get the most out of your dog and upgrade their health with Springtime Natural Supplements and Treats. They're for dogs of all ages. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, Jess, but you can uh, try to take as good care of them. You know, if, if you have a chance to teach an old dog a new trick, uh, hey, try giving them some uh, springtime supplements. I mean, getting better at tricks you already know is not the same thing as learning a new trick. Yeah. But it's a good thing, right? It is a good thing. All their products are made with natural ingredients. Ingredients are tested to ensure purity, quality, and Safety. Uh, things are important for your dogs as they're getting older. Joint health. Uh, my joints are very important for me to keep them healthy too. Uh, you could provide your dogs uh, with the help they need for whether they're growing or uh, whether they're slowing down as they age. Of course, you want to take care of your dog's skin and coat. Uh, is your dog scratching? Could be itchy or dry skin. Uh, depends. Uh, see what's going on. Your dog could have seasonal allergies uh, like a lot of us do. Uh, Jess, how are you holding up with that? Um, you know, it's the middle of winter and I still have the seasonal allergies. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. You know, it happens to dogs too. And of course, uh, things to aid their digestion and a line of natural treats that your dog will crave, including real meat cookies, bully sticks, Ooh. and exotic chews. See what hundreds of thousands of grateful dog owners have to say about springtime natural dog supplements and treats and help your dog live a happier and healthier life. Go to springtime.com slash RJP to get free shipping on your first order. And learn how you can save up to 55%. Podcast listeners will receive free shipping on their first order with the promo code RJP when you visit springtime.com. Okay. All right, Jess, are you ready to talk to America's favorite volleyball brothers? That would be Riley and Madison. All right. Well, we're we're bumping this into position and you're going to set it up and I'm going to spike it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Riley and Madison. Hey. Hey, guys. How are you? What's going on? We're doing all right. Okay. We're good. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we've, had, we've had time to lick our wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two and, years. and all that icing, I'm sure, too, Madison. Warm <laughs> is still is still sore. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person sent me a message saying, "I'm going to get you a king's cake for Christmas." Mm. I was like, 
I'm not responding to this. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like that after you know a, a race that went uh, you know pretty smoothly for the two of you, where uh, you know uh, dominant at times. It seemed like that this leg in New Orleans between the taxi driver and the king cake challenge ultimately uh, just did not go your way. Which was the bigger problem? Was it the the king cake baby challenge, or was it getting uh, lost in the taxi? Um, go ahead, you know. <laughs> I'll let Madison answer this one. No, it was definitely the the King's Cake uh, challenge that made the biggest separation between the teams. Because um, yeah. you saw, you know, at the Beads challenge, we got there late, yes, because of the taxi, um, which, you know, it, it happens on the race. And Riley and I tell each other, you know, don't worry about things you can't control. And that's one thing. So it wasn't the taxi because we were all at the Beads at the same time. But when it came to the King's Cake, you know, Will got it done before, well, like, once I got there and hung and cheese, you know, just, it took us a while. It was, um, you know, it was, it was a tough one. I, I give Will a lot of credit. The way he went about it was, was smart, but it was, you know, kind of a needle in a haystack challenge. And, you know, it just kind of came down to chance and it was, uh, it was definitely a frustrating one, but that, that was the biggest separator because as you saw, you know, we none of us were at the same challenge, you know, together for the rest of the race, which was kind of a, a bummer, you know, um, because you always want to think that you still have a shot. And, you know, even after the King's Cake, we were hoping, you know, maybe there would be uh, an equalizer. There would be some tough roadblock that would, uh, you know, allow us to catch up. But, you know, unfortunately, there, there wasn't. I mean, the, the Globe being the last one could have been that. But um, it was... Uh, it was just it was just a bummer, you know, when uh, we got out of the race so early and never, you know, by a challenge that really anyone could have done and gotten lucky. Um, and yeah. it just came to chance. Like, you know, I think Riley said it perfectly. Someone asked us, do you regret being having such strong teams going into the finals? And Riley put it right. It's just like, you know, that finals, it didn't it any team could have won that finals because it really came down to finding the needle in the haystack first, mm-hmm. which right. is like, there's, there's been a lot of like negative comments about the Alliance, which I like totally understand because it kind of made the show predictable in the sense that like, you know, we were doing everything, working as a cohesive unit to make sure we all advance. Um, and then, you know, people are like, well, wouldn't you have preferred to bring up maybe two weaker teams? And like, if we had run the same race against any of the teams on there, we still would have lost. We still would have lost because we would have taken us three hours to find that baby, which it did. <laughs> and any team, any team would have beaten us. So, you know, it it, it was it was heartbreaking yeah. that it, it was heartbreaking that it came down to a blindfolded needle in a haystack challenge. But um, I think that's also like the beauty of the race is like it's not always the the, the strongest teams that win. Um, so there's a little bit of or a lot of luck that that plays a yeah. part, and that's what makes the the race yeah. exciting. And yeah. and I don't want to take anything away from Will and James because I mean they won. They they mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job, and you know we're really great friends with them. Same with Hung and Chi, and you know. I'm very happy for the two of them, um, but I don't want to take anything away from from their win. Right. 
they won it fair and square. Yeah. Well, sure. Okay, I want to back up and talk some more about the Alliance, actually, because we learned something really interesting when we were talking to Gary and D'Angelo last week, and it kind of hints that you yeah, were... Yeah, that's what everyone has been asking us. Yeah, you were a little bit more strategic, I think, than the show may have shown us. So tell us more about that final two deal you had with Gary and D'Angelo. The the what? The, the Alliance of Gary and D'Angelo? Yeah, yeah, did you two have a deal with Gary and D'Angelo uh, when... Okay, okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, no, so I approached I approached Gary at the start, um, you know, towards the start of the whole race. Um, and I did try and make an alliance with them, and we did. Um, but it was kind of like wishy-washy, and I was like, okay, I guess we're on the same page. And then when Will and James approached us and, like, you know, embraced us like, hey, let's let's make it to the finals. And the same thing happened with Hung and Chi. I was like, oh wow, this feels like a lot better than what happened with Gary and D'Angelo. And so, you know, we had a stronger relationship and bond with Will and James and Hung and Chi because we actually help each other. And right. with Gary and D'Angelo, they didn't help us. They actually, you know, didn't share information when information was needed. Um, and so, you know, it was a loose alliance, but throughout the rest of the race, they just took and took and took. And so it made our bond with um, Hung and Chi and Will and James so much stronger. So that's where that, uh, so he is right. We did have an alliance, but. I wouldn't it, even it, call it an alliance. It was like, no, a, I mean, you can say we tried to have an alliance, but it, nothing worked from it. It was like having a relationship where you're not treated well. You're not going to stay in that relationship. <laughs> uh, could you talk a little bit about the decision to uh, burn the board uh, in that episode when you guys were in Cambodia, where that uh, looked like that there was a plan in play to try to U-turn Gary and D'Angelo. They get to the board uh, first, and you two make the uh, decision to burn the board, which was uh, very interesting. Was that something that was talked about with the alliance uh, beforehand of what to do in that exact situation? Well, well, it was just, I mean, so what happened was we were in the boat on our way there. Gary and D'Angelo were right behind us. Riley and I, we our whole strategy with our alliance was to U-turn Gary and D'Angelo. Um, but with Gary and D'Angelo right behind us, Riley and I were afraid that if we U-turn them, they throw us off that place, which is called like, <laughs> which is called like Crocodile River or something like that. They're like, dude, there's no way we can U-turn them. And so, and so I, I remember Riley, Riley has a good point. He's like, I was like, I hope we don't find the U-turn board before them. Yeah. I remember, so, I remember purposely not looking for that. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's over here. <laughs> so when we got, when we got there, they got the red before us and they had a plan to, um, U-turn each one apart. And we were like, okay, great. Awesome. Good call. Great. And then it only made sense for us to, you know, burn the board so that if Ishwaran Aparna got there before Hung and Chi at, or Will and James, which did happen, um, then they would have U-turned a team in our alliance and a, a team that, you know, we were loyal to and trusted in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we, we had to, we had to, we had to burn the board because of you know, the alliance we have with Hung and Chi and Will and James. Was that something that you had um, talked out with any of the other teams beforehand, like if that came up, or was it just something you decided in the moment? Uh, that was something we decided in the moment. Yeah, I don't remember talking about, like, yeah, what to do. Scenarios, but I think 
anyone, I don't think we, any of us really talked about the possible scenario of Damian D'Angelo making it there first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if our whole strategy is, <laughs> yeah, is based yeah. on all three of us getting there first and you turning them, we were not expecting only, that. Yeah, there's only like a 20% chance of that happening, so I think we had all the other scenarios covered, just not that one. That was in the moment, yeah. Riley Madison, could you tell us, were there any uh, unique challenges to running the amazing race with your beards? Did they get in the way of anything that you were trying to do Uh at any point during the amazing race? Did they they hold you back in any ways? (laughs) I mean, if anything, they gave us an advantage in Kazakhstan. I was going to say the opposite. They got like they got like frozen. Oh, that's right. They, they got frozen. frozen in Kazakhstan. It was so cold. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, we've had these dudes for like five years now, so kind of forget what it was like being clean shaven. I think I think I think it was a joke of a question. Yeah, <laughs> not an actual question. <laughs> oh, I was. Okay. Uh, Jess, anything else for Riley and Madison? Um, I would really love to know what was your experience with The Amazing Race prior to being cast for it, and how did you decide to apply? So Riley and I always grew up watching The Amazing Race, and I've said this uh, before. It's, the Race is one of those shows that easily allows the viewer to put themselves in the position of the contestant. Granted, you don't know how much adrenaline the contestant has, and we learned that very quickly, but, you know, you can sit there with friends and family and like, oh, I would do it this way. I would do it that way. And it's funny because we, uh, one of the challenges, we've, we've watched the watermelon challenge and Riley and I talked about, oh, this is how we would go about it. And just what happened in Paraguay, we got to do it, you know, and we did it on our, our first try because of the experience of watching the race. And so that's why we wanted to do it because it's something that we've always dreamt about doing we've we've competed together you know in high school in college indoor professionally on the, and on the beach and so to go into a competition where you know uh, it has nothing to do with beach volleyball with my brother who i've competed with in everything and do challenges that have nothing to do with volleyball to really test the skills and abilities that we've learned and picked up through you know, the 30 years we've known each other um, was just an amazing opportunity and literally one of the best, it was the best experience of my life. That's awesome. Riley and Madison, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I know you got a lot of interviews today, but I appreciate you making some time to talk to us. No, no thank, thank you, you. Okay. All right. All the best. Happy holidays, okay? Yeah, you guys too. All right. Yeah, take care. Take care. Bye. See you guys. See ya. There you go. Jess. Riley and Madison. There they are. There they are. Yes. Great guys. That was fun. Okay. All right, Jess, we've done it. We've talked to every team on The Amazing Race this season. Yeah, well, you've talked to every team. I've on talked the to every Amazing team Race. on the Amazing Race this season. So nobody, yeah, nobody held out. So I, I chucked that up. That was a successful season. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's more like every se- every team on the Amazing Race this season talked to us. Yes. I think is how you want to phrase. Nobody that. abstained from doing exit press, so that was uh, a win win all around. So put that in the pro uh, pile for twenty twenty. It's a very small think- pile. 
I will have a medal printed up for us. Yes. Okay. So we did it. Anyway, we will be back with Mike Bloom this weekend when we uh, get into the tar pit. Send in your questions. Amazing race at robhasawebsite.com as we put a bow on this season of uh, the Amazing Race 32. Uh, Jess, what's next for you? Uh, Well, over on Post Show Recaps, Mike Bloom and I are talking Star Trek Disco and also, we're going to be watching Stephen King's The Stand for post-show recaps, which uh, is something that you and I are both big fans of. And I don't know how this new adaptation of it is going to be, but I'm willing to give it the old college try. It hasn't gotten rave reviews uh, so no. far, but uh, we'll we'll check it out. Of course, uh, we got a lot more coming up here on uh, robhasawebsite.com. If you missed it this week, we tried out a brand new Twish Ultimate Trivia Challenge. Uh, See if you can match your Survivor wits against our panelists as they vie to become the Twish Ultimate Trivia Champion. Uh, That and much more up at robhasawebsite.com. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll be back with the Tar Pit this weekend. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.